0: All right, here we go. Here we go, here I go. Something I've been putting off for a long time. And with reasons, or excuses. I get those confused. Reasons versus excuses. Could that be my first tangent? And yeah, let me just plow through. This, I suppose, is a Podcast. It may or may not be. I might put it up somewhere. I might not. I'm recording this for myself. Although, in the back of my mind, as I'm talking, even as I say, I'm recording it for myself, the thought is I'm talking to somebody. Some eventual listener other than myself. Whether that's actually the case remains to be seen. So what do I talk about? Well, that's really what I wanted to talk about. I'm kind of going Jerry Seinfeldian on this. And my thought is is uh, that this is really a podcast about nothing. Uh, we all know that there's really no such thing as talking about nothing, though, because even nothing is something. Or, better put, I guess, is no matter what I'm talking about, it is something. Eh, Might not be much of anything, but it is something. I'm not sitting here with any uh, agenda, no notes, Uh, kind of like my boyfriend, Chris Hardwick, uh, by way of explanation, I call Chris, Hardma- uh, Chris Hardwick my boyfriend because that's what my daughter Autumn calls him. While I personally do not feel I have any, you know, sexual feelings towards him, as boyfriend might imply, uh, I'm not going to argue that. You know, I do have a man crush on Chris Hardwick, A.K.A. the Nerdist. So yes, I I play along, willingly, and uh, do refer to him as my boyfriend. So what do I talk about? I'm doing it right now. This is it. stream of consciousness, existential stuff, whatever happens to come into my mind. And even as I do this right now, I realize, oh man, this, this can't be interesting. How can this possibly be interesting? And I start becoming self-conscious that, oh, no, i got to have a topic or a story to tell, don't I? I don't know. Do I? There's no rule. I mean, I I was wondering, uh, as I've been wondering my entire life, I was wondering just before I turned this on earlier today, uh, you know, what's my point of view? Just in general, what's my point of view? And then it occurred to me that, well, my point of view is whatever comes out of my mouth. My point of view is what's ever in my head. My point of view is not something I necessarily decide on. It just is what I think. It is what I say. And even this expression right now expressing what I think a point of view is or my point of view is is a it's it's really kind of a useless exercise because you know it's just I think whatever I think and that a lot of times you know that, that that's one of those things that uh, kind of uh, drives me nuts is when people argue about uh, what they think and tell somebody else that what their thinking is wrong like what I think is correct and what you think is wrong but that's silly because you know we think what we think and then except you know there's some cases where you could say yeah uh, the earth goes around the sun that's something that we know at least we know it now and I think anybody with a reasonable amount of scientific knowledge would agree that the Earth goes around the Sun. It's, it's, it's objective at this point, isn't it? I've heard that there are still flat Earthers in the world, but are they really serious? I think they, they, they could just be pulling a prank. I, I saw something on uh, social media, can't remember which one, maybe Facebook. Talking about flat earthers, and that there actually are people who are in organizations that still say that the Earth is flat. I, I think I don't know. Even in the article, it said that maybe, maybe they're just being ironic. Maybe they're just looking for attention. Uh, isn't that really what we're all looking for, <laughs> at one extent or another? To one extent or another. So here I go. Look, I've not here I go, here I am going. I'm going to look at the timer now. I took my glasses off so I can't read it. I challenged myself, Uh, it's been going on for a little over six minutes. What I challenged myself to do here is to do this for an hour. And even if it doesn't amount to anything interesting, you know, no stories, none of the stuff that I, I might normally think are uh, uh, worthy of a podcast, like having a guest or answering questions, or you know any number of other things that might be entertaining. I just wanted to see what would happen if I turn this thing on without much of an agenda and talk for an hour. Okay, so one of the goals uh, that I thought about is to not have pre-planned topics, and maybe that'll change. Maybe over the course of time, I'll realize, well, I should at least have something something to talk about. but the the cool, the cool thing to me, in fact, even as I'm doing this right now, I'm, I'm wavering back and forth between self-conscious and not self-conscious. Uh, the cool thing I think about just uh, talking is I mean we 're thinking all the time. our brains don 't ever turn off. You know, even in a meditative state, you rarely, if ever, actually like turn off your brain you 're always thinking about something. your mind wanders from one thing to another, whether it 's hey, you know what 's on my shopping list?" Or some thought about work. Like I woke up a couple of times in the middle of the night or morning today and had some thoughts about work. And normally what I'll do is I'll try to push those thoughts out of my head and go, no, this is a holiday weekend. I'm not going to think about work. But in this case, I just thought, you know, let me let it happen. It's more of a a zen way of looking at it, Right. Let's just let it happen. There's a reason I woke up with a thought about a spreadsheet or some code I've been working on, right? So just let it happen. So I did, pondered whatever it is or was, and then that was it. So I was done with it. And then I went back to sleep. Holiday weekend. So how have I been spending my holiday weekend? Mostly lots of alcohol. That's been a goal. You know, sometimes my goal is not to drink. And sometimes my goal is to stay drunk for as much of the day as possible. Usually not on a work day. Sometimes. Sometimes maybe. But those are not some of my better days. I'll have to admit that. There are sometimes, though, when uh, one of my problems is with, uh, with alcohol, could be a problem, is when I buy alcohol and there is alcohol in the house, I tend to drink it. I'm not the kind of person who can or should have a fully stocked liquor cabinet because I'm going to drink that shit. I am going to drink that shit. If I buy two bottles of wine, damn it, I'm going to drink two bottles of wine. If I drive out, buy a six-pack of beer, drinking that six-pack. Most likely, I'll buy a 12-pack. I might not make it through the 12, but when I wake up the next morning, damn it, I'm going to finish that 12-pack. So it's usually a good idea for me not to buy an excess of alcohol in any given outing, especially if it's like the day before a day, Because uh, if I if i don't finish all the alcohol and i wake up the next morning it's going to take a lot of willpower to not polish that shit off and then on the other hand i often can and do go days or weeks without drinking at all but i guess the experts say that i'm i'm an alcoholic because i drink because I drink at all, right? Because there are times when I drink and I binge drink and I, and I feel do either the need. Do I need to drink? Do I want to drink? I think it's both. I, I, know, I don't know. It's, I guess it's like, that's like with reasons and excuses. What's the difference really between wanting and needing? Sometimes they're the same. There's a Venn diagram, right? Sometimes you want stuff that you don't need. Sometimes you need stuff you don't want. And there's some stuff that you want and need. And alcohol, I guess, could fall into all three of those different possible things. I just uh, caught myself uh, as I'm talking here. I, I'm wondering, am I am I uh, am I being too monotonous? That third eye thing is a third eye, I guess, in this case. Maybe. Or is it just that self-consciousness thing kicks in? I'm going, am I just talking in too much of a monotonous tone? With a certain rhythm? Not shaking up the rhythm enough? But even as I say that, I go, oh, well, you know, that that is my rhythm. And now I want to, let's drift away from that for a while. Let's. <laughs> as if you have a choice. Who are you? If I'm sticking to what I originally said uh, at the beginning... You or me. Uh, this is, in a sense, a, an audio journal. But I no, but you know, but not really, because because my agenda really is to uh, is to put this out there, or at least you know, this is also just practice. I think, in fact, I know. It's uh, it's practice for. Just, you know, for voiceover work, for just being able to speak naturally and speak extemporaneously. I just realized that uh, the microphone uh, hanging from my ear, my iPhone microphone might be rubbing against my beard. (laughs) I hope this lasts uh, however many minutes it's been. Again, took off my glasses. I'm just more comfortable with them off sometimes. Uh, 13 minutes, 26 seconds. I'm. I just wondered if, like the last 13 minutes or so, was going to be just a bunch of scratching noises of the microphone rubbing against my beard. So, what about my beard? Why did I grow a beard? I've wondered that. I have been asked that. Though I don't interact with people a lot. Hold on. I'm going to take a sip out of uh, this rattlesnake mug. Uh, tastes better coming out of the rattlesnake mug. <clears throat> we got it. Actually, Autumn got it when we were in um, on our summer road trip a few weeks ago. We wanted to get this rattlesnake mug from the Rattlesnake Museum in Albuquerque, New Mexico because Craig Ferguson has one and that's where he bought it. But luckily, uh, Autumn ended up buying it at the old Tucson Studios. That was uh, on our trip before we got to Albuquerque. And old Tucson Studios, if you don't know, or even if you do know, Old Tucson Studios is a place where they've filmed hundreds, hundreds of westerns over the years. I guess now it's not so much uh, an active studio. I, I'm, it still really wasn't clear to me if they even do any westerns there anymore. Uh, so it's become more of a tourist destination, It's like a theme park. Uh, the, the theme park part of it was closed when we went. But we still went there because we wanted to see it. Uh, And also because they had a gift shop open and Autumn saw the rattlesnake mug and got it thinking, well, you know, might as well get it while we while we can. We're sure it's here. Right. And good thing she did, because when we got to Albuquerque and we went to the rattlesnake museum, it was closed due to illness. Which immediately made me think of uh, my cousin, Vinny. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but. There's a part of My my Cousin Vinny where uh, Vinny, Joe Pesci, the Joe Pesci character where Vinny uh, is in this small town and his suit gets ruined, or at least gets all muddy, and he wants to go buy a replacement suit because the judge made it very clear that he needs to dress up because he had originally come to town and he's wearing just leather and other very inappropriate uh, things for a courtroom, at least in the eyes of this uh, this judge. So when Vinny went to, uh, Vinny's girlfriend went to buy him a suit and the store was closed due to illness and it was the only place to buy a suit in town. So Vinny pointed out, it's like, being from New York, that just didn't compute to him. You, know, there's, you can get whatever you want any time of day in New York. So he was explaining to the judge, well, I tried to get this suit, I tried to get a suit, but instead I ended up wearing this ridiculous thing because the only suit place in town was closed due to illness. The suit he ended up getting was from a costume shop, so it was this ridiculous, like, 1800s era suit. And the judge thought he was mocking him. But he just couldn't get a suit because the only place to get a decent suit was closed due to illness. That's what happened to us in Albuquerque. Now, I feel bad for those people at the Rattlesnake Museum. I don't know how many people it takes to close down the Rattlesnake Museum, how many people had to be sick, but maybe it's a family run thing, or I don't know. All I know is good thing Autumn had the foresight to buy the Rattlesnake mug at the old Tucson Studios because, you know, wouldn't have ended up getting it otherwise. And that's the story of the rattlesnake bug. Before that, what was I talking about? My beard. Yeah, you know, the beard is related to... It's not just a beard. You know, this is not just about the beard. This is about just decisions that we make in general, right? Because I don't know why, two, three years ago, however long it's been now, I just, uh, I grew a beard. You know, hair tends to grow on a man's face, right? And I just decided gonna stop fighting that and gonna have a beard. Now, I I decided it? Did I say did I say decided? I guess. I I guess it's a, it it was a choice. Otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have one. I could choose to go in the bathroom right now and shave it off if I wanted to. But it's kinda grown on me, you know. <laughs> oh god, I know. Yeah, I had to say it. Actually, I did not have to say it. I just did say it. But the beard, I don't know. It, it, uh, It just kind of feels more natural, which makes sense since a beard is natural. Shaving is not a natural act. Growing a beard is a natural thing. I've just let my hair grow longer and my beard grow out. It just feels more like me. It's not that when I uh, cut my hair short and was clean-shaven for several years, it's not like I was living a lie. I guess that that was me during that time. But somehow the, it's kind of the bohemian or homeless Santa look, I think, just fits my personality more. So in that sense, I suppose it was a choice. And it's been a choice to keep it. It does make me wonder, though, beards and other such things that we do, the clothes we wear, the places we live, the jobs we have, just all the decisions we have, the friends we have in our lives, the friends we don't have in our lives anymore. Those things sometimes they they feel like choices because you agonize over them, right? You put a lot of thought into it and you say, gee, I'm, I'm going to this thing or the other, I'm gonna make a career change, and it's a big monumental thing, and then you you go down a different path than you've been going down but then other times I just get the feeling that I, I didn't really make a huge choice, like the beard or other you know minor or seemingly minor things that all pile up to be whatever my life is now uh don't really feel like there were choices so much as they just kind of happened. But even as I say that, that's not really the right way to put it because it's not like somebody made me grow a beard. I I just decided, again, that word, decision. The point is, I guess, is that life is generally made up of a lot of small choices that lead you to wherever you are at any given point in time. And occasionally have these big decisions to make, but for the most part, it's just little stuff. It's not a lot of big stuff. Is there a point in that? I guess that is the point. My point is that decisions and choices are generally just a bunch of baby steps i've I've read about that a lot and uh <coughs> heard people talking about it a lot too when I seek out such things that you know, like either so-called self-help information which I think gets a bad rap mainly because uh, just like uh, in any industry there's going to be shysters out there there's going to be people who will take advantage of people who are uh, feeling lost you know, so whether it's self-help or um, religion or just anything uh, people are gonna, some people are just going to give it a bad name like New Age. I happen to think a lot of the stuff in, again, so-called New Age thinking is, is is great. You know, Law of Attraction, I suppose, can be filed under New Age. And I happen to believe in that. I happen to believe that, you know, the kind of things that we think on a regular basis, thoughts become things. I think that that's true. Do I think I could close my eyes and and manifest me just landing on the moon? No. (laughs) But in the same respect, you know, manifesting something and making it happen. uh, But even as I say the word manifest, sometimes it it bugs me when people go, oh, I'm going to manifest this thing into my life. Okay, I can see why it gets a bad rap because sometimes it just sounds hokey and corny. Like the word Namaste. No great, you know, I know people's hearts are in the right place when they say a word like namaste. But it's just one of those things that bugs me. And I'm not going to explain why. Do you know why I'm not going to explain why? Because there's no way for me to explain why it bugs me. And and this is that's the thing that that's something else that bugs me. Is people can spend so can and do spend so much time arguing about what bugs them and comparing what bugs them uh, with other people. Like, here's what bugs me. And then the other person goes, oh, yeah, here's what bugs me. And okay, fine, I'm doing it now, right? I'm telling you what bugs me. But, but the part that I want to stop at or stop doing and that I want to point out is <laughs> like a meta, meta level of being bugged. I'm bugged. That people spend so much time arguing or rationalizing or justifying what bugs them. Because the fact is, it just if it bugs you, it bugs you. I don't have to explain that to anybody. In fact, when I say it bugs you, it bugs you. Let me personalize that. If it bugs me, it bugs me. There's no explaining that. It just is. And for me to go on and on and on trying to rationalize or justify why something bugs me or trying to prove to somebody that I, that the thing that bugs me is worthy of it, of bugging me. <laughs> God, I lost the train of thought there. Actually, I just lost. I, I think I just did a humongously long sentence that wasn't going anywhere. The point. Does there have to be a point? Let me... Let me say that, yes, in this case, uh, the point is, we like what we like. There's no need to rationalize it. Why? Why do you like that? I don't know. Why? Why anything? Why anything? Now, I'm not saying uh, that that should, like, justify a a pointlessness in life or anything. Not, Not that I'm not saying that at all. Let's see if I can make the the point clear. What I'm saying is, what I like is what I like. What I am is what I am. And to ask me why do I get bugged by the word namaste, it's like the same thing as asking me why do I have gray hair. Well, and maybe that's a bad example because I could dye my hair if I wanted to. Ask me why I'm six foot two. Oh, just because it's in my jeans. That... You know, that, that does become kind of a interesting dilemma, though. If I say I am what I am, you know, I is what I is, then should I be held responsible for anything? Of course I should, because I am what I am, and I'm going to be held responsible for that. But sometimes people argue, saying, well, I heard voices in my head telling me to do things. Well, yeah, I kind of hear voices in my head all the time, too. I call those thoughts. Uh, I don't want to minimalize, though. I don't want to minimalize that somebody, I've actually they do really have uh, some kind of mental problem where they really do feel they're hearing voices in their head that aren't theirs. I I shouldn't diminish that. But that's a tricky one. Do I want to go into that? Do I want to get that serious? I think about that stuff. So do I want to talk about it? Here, let me, let me go meta. I'm going to go meta again and say, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to try to solve that problem because it's not for me to solve. The problem of people's mental uh, illnesses and what they should or shouldn't be held responsible for. I'm not going to get into that. But what I will get into is talking about why it is that I don't want to get into that. Because my life is, um, let's just say that's outside of the scope of my life. It's not that I don't care. It's exactly the opposite. It's because I do care. I look at myself as a sensitive person. I want people to be happy. I want the world to be a better place. I believe that for the most part, people are good. That there is just a small percentage. I don't have empirical data to back this up. But I believe that there is just a small percentage of people, like less than a percent, a fraction of a percent that are evil people. And really the only evidence I have for that is that the world is not in total chaos. You know, despite what uh, the media would want you to think, or despite what even a a lot of people believe independent of what they see in the media. If, If there were 80 percentage above just a, a fraction of a percent of people that were evil. I mean, the world would just be on constant fire, there would be chaos in the streets. We see that because we see it happening. Um, again, I don't have numbers, but this would be easy enough to Google if I were in the mood to do that. Uh, the LA riots comes to mind and when the LA riots happened in 1995. Uh, there are roughly seven million people. In Los Angeles, now I don't know how many people were rioting, but one uh, percent of seven million is seventy thousand. And let's just say there were seventy thousand people rioting and looting in Los Angeles. That would be, I would think, you know, pretty disruptive, don't you? I don't know if that's uh, if there were more or less than that, but the point is, you know, L.A. was literally burning. There was a lot of shit going on for a number of days, and I don't think it was 99% of the people, probably just a 1%. One of these days, you know, maybe I'll look that up (laughs) so I can turn, you know, my belief can be turned more into a a fact because that's, that's something. There's another tangent I guess I don't have to point out every time I go off on a tangent. Obviously, I, I'm not pointing it out every time because I'm, I'm sure I've gone off on numerous tangents in the last uh, 30 minutes and 33 seconds. Yeah, a minute to a half hour. Mhm. Oh. Sorry for the dead air, but I'm not going to edit this. I just had a sip. I don't have a a button to push to. To change the, uh, to block out the noise. I, I hate that. I, I don't like that sound. Hate is a strong word, but I really don't like the sound of people drinking and gulping and lip-smacking. I'm sure with the sensitivity of this microphone, in fact, I'm not using a any kind of a filter that there will be some annoying sounds coming out of my mouth. I mean, aside from the words, if anybody other than me does end up listening to this... Uh, I am fairly certain that they will be annoyed. (laughs) At least some of them will be annoyed. What what was the... uh, Oh, God, is it P.T. Barnum? You can fool some of the people some of the time. And all the... uh, Some of the people all the time, all the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time, right? Well, so what I'm thinking is, you can... Same thing with annoying you can annoy some of the people all the time and all the people some of the time, but you can't annoy all the people all the time. Or maybe you can. That didn't really make my point. My point there was that no matter, uh, if you go out to a large enough audience, an audience in this case could be a, a family, you know, it could be a couple people at a bar. Not, I'm not talking from an entertainer's standpoint, I'm just talking about a group of people. You get a large enough number of people together Like more than one. And eventually they will annoy each other. That's not to say all the time though. Just sometimes. So I have to assume that if I do put this out there. And somebody other than me listens. Some of this will be annoying to them. (laughs) It could just be annoyed by the fact. Just by the sound of my voice. That happens. I, there's sometimes a Fran Drescher comes to mind. Now, nothing against Fran Drescher as a person. I don't know if she's a nice person or not. I've never met her. I haven't heard stories about her. I, I guess maybe the fact that I haven't heard stories about her is a good sign. It probably means she's a decent person. Because if people are, are assholes and bitches, you, you tend to hear about that. So, you know, she might be a very nice person, but her voice annoys the crap out of me. And, and just, as I was, uh, just as I was saying earlier, I don't have to rationalize that. I'm not going to. I, that's my opinion. I don't have to rationalize that because it is what it is. Why does her voice annoy me? Because it does. It's just that simple. Because it does. Sometimes it just is what it is. That's the just is system. That phrase annoyed my, or maybe still does annoy, my ex-wife. And I I don't want to get into an ex-wife bashing session. Uh, She just happened to come to mind when I said that phrase. Because when somebody says, well, it is what it is. That really bugs her. And in order to not be a hypocrite, I'm not going to make fun of that. Because, you know, it just it bugs her. Fact is, she doesn't have to rationalize that. Her feelings are real. Right? That's one thing I learned from her. Because that's uh, therapy speak. Uh, I'm not uh, big on therapy myself. I I happen to be more into the self-help school. And just in the broader sense, I don't mean that every... You know, I think anything can be self-help. That's why I I, I don't tend to use that word, although I've used it a couple times during this babble. Self-help is... uh, It really just means more about, you know, like the difference between uh, teaching a man to fish... And giving them a fish. I like to teach myself to fish. As much as possible. I don't mind going to people for help. That's fine. But I just, I just don't happen to feel the need to go to therapy. I think there's too much of that. Do, do some people need it? Of course they do. When I say there's too much of it, uh, I guess that's not fair. Because who am I to say? If somebody needs therapy, it's it's the same thing uh, needs or wants. Uh, it's along the same lines of what I've been talking about off and on this whole time, actually, is if they feel they need it, then they need it. Who am I to say? Hey, you don't get... Therapy, because I don't think therapy is necessary. I'm not. I'm not going to go down that path. Because that's not my overall philosophy in life, anyway. I'm more of a live and let live kind of guy. Libertarian, perhaps. I was thinking about that the other day, even though I, um, I'm. I'm apolitical. I'm not into politics anymore. Uh sometimes I listen to what's going on in the world, but for the most part I'm in the truest sense of the word, I'm ignorant. I am ignoring a lot of what's going on in the world. And again, it's not because I don't care. It's because I do care. I care too much. <laughs> That sounds like one of those things somebody would say in an interview. So, Tell me what's one of your weaknesses. I care too much. But when I say that, what I mean is I end up caring too much about things that I have no control over. A man's got to know his limitations. The closing line from Magnum Force with Clint Eastwood. And that phrase comes up uh, a lot in my skull because it's an important one to me not to set your limitations. Like, for instance, I I think we set limitations way too much. I think we limit ourselves way too much. There's so much that we can do that we'd say, "Eh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. I don't think I'm capable. I'm not creative enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. In that sense, I think we set way too many limitations, but once you recognize a limitation in yourself, I think it's a good idea to to, uh, learn from that. I like lessons learned. And one of my limitations is, I feel that when I think too much about what's going on in the world, the conflict that's inevitably going to be going on at every point in history. I am not going to get all wrapped around the axle about it. Or better put, actually I am going to get wrapped all around the axle about it if I pay attention to it, which is why I tend to not pay attention to it anymore. I still get it in doses. You know, for one thing, I mean, I'm not a total hermit. I'm not off the grid I uh, do go on social media and, you know, if you go on social media, you're you're not going to only be seeing stuff about what people had for breakfast. (laughs) You know, (laughs) there's going to be stuff about what's going on in the world. So I'll see it. And I'm not going to totally shy away from it. I'm not, I'm not going to unfriend somebody because they dare talk about what's going on in the world. Because, you know, I I, I guess I do want to know something. But just me personally, the the thing that I don't spend a lot of time doing uh, in recent years is agonizing over these things and wringing my hands and just spending every day going, oh, those goddamn whatevers, those fucking liberals, those fucking conservatives, those stupid whatever. It's just, it's not worth it to me. I think the best uh, chance that I can have of making the world a better place is to be as decent of a human being as I can be in my small circle. In my small circle like, like right now is just me sitting on a couch. So not really impacting the world positively or negatively I suppose. But I do have children. I Well I guess one thing I've, I've I pay the rent on this place, so that's, you know, doing my civic duty, or (laughs) it's not really civic duty. It's not really helping anybody. It's helping the landlord, giving them money. I go to the grocery store, and I, you know, I buy things, so I stimulate the economy. Sometimes not even alcohol-related. So there's that. I have manners. Now, you'd have to ask somebody else if I am... uh, Actually, a nice person or not, because that's really not for me to say. Uh, but with that said, I'm going to say, yeah, I am, for the most part. Can I be an asshole? Sure. See human being. I am a human being. And over the course of years, I've just, I've gotten to the point where I spend less and less time uh, kicking my own ass about being a human being. I spend less and less time going, oh God, I can't believe I did this, that, or the other thing. I, I, rather than that, I'm going to go, okay, if I do something wrong, what I, can, what I feel is wrong, what I feel is uh, not nice to somebody else or not nice to myself, I'll go, okay, fine. I, I'll feel some remorse and then do something to correct it. Fix it immediately if not sooner. and and that's the way that I, that I feel my contribution to making the world a better place is to do that. then, you know, you can call this new agey if you want, and I should stop being apologetic for these kind of thoughts. <laughs> and that should should as a red flag word, but okay, that's my should. I'm telling myself I should not be apologetic for having new agey thoughts. Because I happen to think that, you know, there's a lot of good thoughts in there. And this particular one is, before I lose my train of thought, that there's the ripple effect. Every thought that I have, every thing that I say, every action that I take, has an effect on my immediate surroundings. And then surroundings a little larger than that, and surroundings a little larger than that. Does everything that I do spread out? To the entire world? No. But in a sense it does. Just little by little. If I'm a polite person or if I'm an asshole. That's going to have an effect on people around me. And in the most literal sense. It it can go coast, coast to coast. At the speed of light. Because I work in the kind of job. Where I interact with people all over the country. I'm on the... I'm just a stone's throw away from the Pacific Ocean and I interact with people um, right next to the Atlantic Ocean. So when I'm on the phone talking to somebody or emailing or whatever form of interaction that I have with them, if I'm being nice to them, then I'm spreading my goodness from coast to coast. You know? And if I'm an asshole, then that means I'm spreading venom from coast to coast. And who knows what kind of lasting effect that can have, uh, good or bad. If I'm nice to people on a regular basis, not only does it make me feel better, it's going to make them feel better, which then in turn could make them be nicer to the people around them, and vice versa. I mean, I'm not saying I'm in control of all this. I mean, that's just the way we are. We're, we're networked together. And if you've ever played that Kevin Bacon game, you know that we're connected, uh, you know, the six degrees of separation. It's, it's actually much smaller because that six degrees of separation uh, experiment was, uh, was not really very scientific. They, they said they're going to give somebody, it was just done years ago, and it was something to the effect of, here's the exercise. I'm going to give you an envelope and, and the name of some random person that you've never heard of somewhere in the United States. And I'm going to have you mail this letter to somebody that you know and with the goal of being, I want you to get, want that letter to get closer to this person that you don't know. I don't know if I've made that clear, but the thing is, it's, there's a stranger at the other end somewhere that you've never heard of, and, but you're going to say, okay, let's see, this stranger is, is Timmy Banershka in Detroit, right? So I'm going to go, well, let's see, Timmy Banershka in Detroit. Now, I don't know anybody in Detroit, but I do know some people in Wisconsin, now, is that the right strategy to get the letter closer? Maybe. Uh, I'll do that. Let's just say it is. But whatever whatever my strategy is, the point is they did this experiment that way, and they determined that on average or whatever, it was an average or I don't know exactly how they came up to the number six, but it was best case or average, whatever it was. Point being, though, that that was like kind of like a, almost a worst case because that's that's not a very scientific experiment to determine how, Tightly, we're actually connected. The number's got to be much smaller than that, because the real way to determine how tightly we're all connected would be to, like, in a computer way, uh, using computers would be to say, every, find out, everybody would have to make a list of everybody they know. <laughs> it's it's a daunting exercise, but just this a thought exercise. If I made a list of everybody I know and you did the same thing, and if all 300 million people in the country made a list of everybody they know, and then we throw all that data into a, into a database and we crunch the numbers, we would find out how many connections there are between us, and we'd find out an average as far as like how, how many connections. That's going to be less than six. Somehow I think average might be the wrong word, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm belaboring this point. The point is we're all very connected. And how that relates to what I was saying about, on the one hand, I'm ignorant. I ignore what's going on globally. I I spend as little time as possible thinking about what's going on in the world because I don't think I can do anything about it, and I don't choose to do anything about it. That's a better way to put it. I mean, if I were uh, politically inclined, I suppose I could do something about it, but I am so far from being politically inclined, it's not even funny. The the point, the point, I repeat that sometimes, right? The point, does there have to be a point? Sometimes, and I'm going to make it. We are so tightly connected that in that way I think we all affect the world with the goodness or the evilness that we spread out. And it's, it's just a simple metaphor as a pebble in the water, right? The waves spread out. Is that too new agey? It's just a fact. Is it a fact? Yeah, I can say that's a fact. Let me say it. Maybe, maybe the, the me and you and everybody else making the world a better place by being nice, I don't know if, if that could be proven as a fact, but I can say that if I'm, if I'm just talking to somebody who's on the other side of the country and I say something nice to them and they get a smile out of it, that's had an effect on somebody thousands of miles away. I just think you keep multiplying that over and over and over again and we can have a positive effect on the world. Or at least that's my rationalization for not giving a shit about the news. Do I give somewhat of a shit? Yeah, I give somewhat of a shit. A very little bit of a shit. (laughs) But for the most part, I really don't. I really don't. And I'm not even going to get into specifics. I'm going to get into a little drink from this rattlesnake cup, though. Which is probably just as well, because there should be some pausing in my speaking. This is kind of amazing me, actually, although I guess it shouldn't, because I I can talk. I know I can talk. It's uh, 49 minutes. So i got another 10 minutes to go. See, this is where that cough button would have come in handy. And maybe, maybe I'll work on that. But here's where we are. We're now 50 minutes away and what I don't know or uh, 50 minutes in 10 minutes away what I don't know because I have never done this before. I've written for hours at a time into a journal, but I've never spoken a journal. Or in this case what could, you know, what's ostensibly a podcast. I don't know at what point I go to wrap up. And come to think of it, since this is just stream of consciousness, slice of life, existentialism, I don't even know what wrapping up would be. I suppose just, you know, as it gets to be 59 minutes and 30 seconds, I could say, you know, that's all, folks. Maybe come up with something profound. That's something I'm trying not to do as well. And as you uh, have probably gathered, I'm not trying to do anything. I'm not trying to be funny. And I'm pretty sure I've succeeded in that. I'm not trying to be profound. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm really not trying to do anything except talk for an hour. (laughs) It's... It's contrary to a lot of what I've done in the past, because, or, God, because that's all of my life so far has been in the past. But, now, see, now I'm trying. But what I was going to say, and what I'll continue trying to say is, uh, I get too goal-oriented in the sense, or results-oriented, thinking, okay, I'm going to do YouTube videos. That's what I started doing a few years ago. I'm going to do YouTube videos. And why am I going to do YouTube videos? Because I want to have a viral video and I want to have thousands of subscribers and I want to be, I want to be famous on the internet. you know. Instead of just going, hey, wouldn't it be fun to do videos? Same thing with, uh, with music. Now, there are, there are times, you know, in my better days, where I just pick up the guitar and I play my guitar because it feels good. As much as I say that I'm not into therapy, I, that's a form of therapy to me. It's more that self-induced therapy, much like masturbation. There are all kinds of forms of masturbation, both the literal sexual kind and the metaphorical kind. I'm I'm into all of them. As as we all are. You know, how much how much of your day is spent really just kind of, you know, entertaining yourself? Obviously, we work, you know we work for a living, but even that sometimes is a is a form of uh, masturbation because we're just filling the time, we're pleasing ourselves. You, I guess you know you're also pleasing your boss, so that's that's the wrong metaphor there. You're not really satisfying that's I'm, I'm going off the, I'm really going off the rails here with this metaphor. The masturbation part, the self-pleasing part that many people are uncomfortable with and many uh belief systems throughout the years have said is wrong how dare you be so selfish as to please yourself what is wrong with you that's that is that is just uh what is wrong with you what is wrong with you for wanting to feel good about yourself huh Huh? Answer me that. So that's what I'm doing. This is basically uh, audio masturbation. Even though I know, okay, I, I feel like I've pretty much accomplished that goal. The goal of audio masturbation. Because even though there are times during this that I've thought, yeah, I could put this up, I could put this out, I could make it into a podcast. The, the reality is, you know the thing about podcasts uh, or anything, actually, the YouTube videos, the reason I do those uh, less frequently for a while, I was doing them every day for months, I was doing them every day, and then I went to once a week or once or twice a week, and then kind of like whenever. well, one of the reasons i stopped one of the reasons I stopped doing those videos is because I realized i 'm not much of a consumer of those things i 've watched some. And you know I'll, I'll go through spurts of watching them just like I went through spurts of recording them, but after a while I realized, well, why would I expect when I'm when I'm going through Facebook and I'm just zipping past all these videos and I'm not clicking on them, why would I expect people to be clicking on my video when I'm not clicking on anybody else's video? And I'm talking about like famous people. Here, here's one. You know, not not only. Yeah, I'm talking about famous people or friends, but especially when a friend puts out something like a podcast, I'm going, "Really? Are you really expecting me to sit and listen to you for an hour?" The fuck, man! I have a whole pile of podcasts. You know, Nerdist comes to mind is one of the ones my boyfriend does on a regular basis, and he has very famous people on there. There, I've got those all stacked up. I, I. I can't even listen, I don't even have time to listen to all of those, and I'm, I'm going to listen to you? Some friend or acquaintance of mine, one of my 500 so-called friends on Facebook, I'm going to listen to your podcast? What the fuck? So that's what stopped me from doing this for all these years, is because I thought, oh, come on, seriously, do we need, does the world need another podcast but then it occurred to me today or yesterday just in the last 24 hours that with that kind of thinking nothing would get done if i would always just say well come on i'm not going to write a song because you know the world has enough songs i'm not going to write a joke because you know the world has enough jokes i'm not going to i'm not going to be nice to people because no wait that's kind of silly but it, it, is it is it isn't it kind of the same thing I'm not going to have a relationship or be in a, have, you know, friends because, you know, that's an, you know, that's been done. Everything has been done. And right now, one of the things that gets done is us as humans living in a day and age when we can put stuff out there. Now, one of the things that gets done is this. Just yet another human being talking for an hour about nothing or something being entertaining uh, or not. It's just something that's being done. So as I am at 56 minutes and change, do I have to go to exactly an hour? Well, I've challenged myself, so yes, I'm going to go to exactly an hour. Feeling the need to somehow hit the post, you know, just wrap it up and stop talking at exactly an hour. But if I'm going to close on any point at all, it would be, The point that the reason I'm doing this right now is for me. I am being selfish. Because I am a self. And we are all selves. And we all do selfish things because of our selfdom, our selfness. And that's not bad. It's kind of served humanity all right for millions of years. Because if you look out for yourself... But in a non-destructive way, if you look out for yourself and you do what's good for yourself, then more often than not, that's going to be good for somebody else too. Because, you know, what's good for me, at least over the last 18 years or so, is what's good for me is what's good for my kids. I do the selfish thing that is to take care of myself and my family and whatever is going to make me happy make them happy. That's the goal. And I think, I think a lot, as do we all. Because the brain never stops moving, does it? I think that the world is a better place because I am selfish. (laughs) I selfishly do things for my children. I selfishly pay the rent so that I can have a nice place to live. I selfishly make my car payment and I pay my taxes and I do these things that I don't necessarily have to do to make the world a better place that that idea that you know the only two things in the world that are certain are death and taxes it's bullshit because you don't have to pay your taxes I may not watch the news a lot but I I watch the news enough to know that there are some people and some corporations famously, that do not pay their taxes. I do that. I heard somebody say that, I can't remember who it was, doesn't matter. He said that if somebody thinks that they're just just paying their taxes is enough, that they're wrong. In other words, he was saying you have to give to charity above and beyond paying your taxes. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. But here's the way I look at it. Not only am I paying my taxes, I'm also paying alimony. I'm paying a good chunk every month that goes out to Mac's wife I don't fret about it I don't get pissed off about it you know why because that's to me is another form of charity because if I weren't paying her alimony she'd have a lot harder time in this world so I'm not going to worry about that right so this has been and still is Joe Palin I've got nothing to say but it's okay